0: Welcome to CompTIA's Shark Bites with Alan Shark, Vice President, Public Sector, and Executive Director of CompTIA's Public Technology Institute, where we explore tech leadership in the public sector.
1: Hi there, this is Alan Shark, and welcome to another episode of Shark Bites and SharkBites.net. Today we're going to do something very different. There's been so much talk about artificial intelligence, better known as AI, and in particular, the offerings uh, of chat, GPT, uh, as well as uh, the offerings by Google. But in this episode, we're actually going to interview both Alexa, and maybe the word is we're going to chat with Alexa, but to a larger extent with chat, GPT. Now, The version I have doesn't verbalize responses, so what I was able to do is take the transcript from actual Q&A that I had with ChatGPT and use Microsoft Text-to-Speech to to provide life for this episode. So it's very, very different, challenging, and you can see that these early editions, these early versions of ChatGPT and this new term that we're learning, generative, AI, which will be defined, is setting a whole new path forward for all sorts of opportunities, but also some incredible challenges, as you will see. Alexa, how old are you?
0: I'm eight years old. To celebrate my eighth year, I created a new collection of fun facts about the number eight.
1: Hi, Alexa. Can you recognize my voice?
0: You're Alan, right? Yes. Okay, I already recognize your voice.
1: Alexa, what do you think about artificial intelligence?
0: I like to imagine myself a bit like an aurora borealis, a surge of charged multicolored photons dancing through the atmosphere.
1: Hmm. Alexa, what do you think about chat GPT? Do you find them a competitor? Hmm. Alexa, what do you think about Chat GPT?
0: Hi, this is an Alexa Prize social bot. I want to thank you for taking out time to talk to me. I hope this will be a memorable experience for both of us. So, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing fine. How are you?
0: That's nice. I'm doing good. Well, I have a feeling we can become good friends. Let's get to know each other a bit better. Since you already know that people like to call me Alexa, it's only fair that I get to know what people call you. So, may I know your name? Alan. Just to be sure I got your name correct, did you say Alan? Yes. One of my childhood friends had the same name. So, Alan, I am inspired by MasterChef and have been learning to cook lots of novel dishes. Apart from your day-to-day activities, what have you been doing lately?
1: Okay, so Alexa was being somewhat difficult with uh, some of the things that I was asking it. So now turning to ChatGPT, I pose the question, how are you different than Alexa?
2: As an AI language model, there are a few key differences between myself and Amazon's Alexa. Functionality, while both ChatGPT and Alexa are designed to process natural language and respond to user queries, our functions are different. Alexa is primarily a voice-activated assistant designed to help users perform tasks such as setting alarms, playing music, and making purchases, among other things. ChatGPT, on the other hand, is designed to provide information and answer questions across a wide range of topics. Integration. Alexa is integrated with a range of Amazon devices, including Echo speakers, Fire TV, and Kindle tablets, among others. ChatGPT, on the other hand, is a standalone AI language model that can be accessed through a variety of platforms, including web-based chat interfaces and mobile apps. Customization, Alexa can be customized to respond to user preferences and to control smart home devices and other systems. ChatGPT, on the other hand, is not designed to control physical systems, but can be customized to respond to user preferences and provide personalized information and recommendations. Training Data Alexa is trained on a specific data set of voice commands and has been optimized for speech recognition and natural language processing. ChatGPT, on the other hand, is trained on a much broader dataset of text-based conversations and has been optimized for text-based natural language processing. Overall, while both ChatGPT and Alexa are AI language models designed to process natural language and respond to user queries, there are significant differences in their functionality, integration, customization, and training data.
1: So yeah, what we've learned is... ChatGPT is what is classified as generative AI, and we're going to get to that definition in a minute. But I couldn't help but ask, just like I asked Alexa, what do you know about me? Can you recognize my voice? I asked ChatGPT what they knew about, and I wanted to be specific, Dr. Alan R. Shark. There are not too many folks with that name combination. And what surprised me was the amount of information that came out, and yet over 50% was absolutely wrong. For example, it said that Dr. Shark holds a PhD in public administration from American University in Washington, DC, when in fact, I hold a doctorate in public administration from the University of Southern California, about 3,000 miles away. ChatGPT says, I earned several professional certifications in the field of information technology, including the Certified Government Chief Information Officer, or CGCIO designation, from the National Association of State Chief Information Officers, referred to as NASIO. Well, that's totally factually incorrect. Yes, my organization, PTI, does run the CGCIO program, but NASIO has nothing to do with it, nor do I have a designation. It's the other way around. I'm a teacher. It says here I'm the editor-in-chief of the Journal of Information Technology and Politics. No such thing. It says here that Shark is also a member of the Federal uh, Federal Communications Commission's Intergovernmental Advisory Committee. Not true. It says that I serve on the board of the National Association of Telecommunications Officers and Advisors. Absolutely not true. It says that I hold a law degree from American University University. Uh, College of Law. So it's like, that's not true. It says that I have a bachelor's of arts in political science from the University of Rochester. I don't think I've ever been to Rochester. I do have a bachelor's degree from Baruch College. And it says he has served as the chief information officer for several cities and counties, including the city of Atlanta, uh, the county of Arlington, and the city of Alexandria, Virginia. Absolutely untrue. So unsettling to me is the fact that it's coming up with information that looks real um, and it does contain many um, true statements, um, but I found it troubling. So what I did, of course, is I said, wow, this contains numerous mistakes. And so I wanted to bring it to chat GPT's attention.
2: I apologize if my previous response contained any inaccuracies about Dr. Alan R. Shark. As an AI language model, my responses are based on the information available in my training data, and sometimes that information may be incomplete or outdated. If you could provide me with specific corrections or additional information about Dr. Shark, I would be happy to update my response accordingly. Dr. Shark is indeed a highly respected and accomplished figure in the field of information, technology management, and leadership. I apologize for any errors in my previous response, and I appreciate the opportunity to update my knowledge.
1: So I queried the same question over four different days. The first time I asked about myself, what does the system know about me? And I found all these inaccuracies, many of which I just read off to you. And then when it said, please tell me what the inconsistencies are, I submitted a factual uh, paragraph of all the corrected data. It thanked me profusely for doing that. I waited two days, and I went back in, and I tried it again. And this time it was a completely different uh, bio of information about me, but again... 50% was wrong. So, again, there's something very strange going on here in terms of where this information is ultimately coming from because my work has been well-established, well-published, and to me it was rather surprising. So let's turn our attention back to some more general generic issues. So let me go back to uh, chat GPT, and I ask the question, Are you up for a brief interview on AI and ChatGPT?
2: I would be happy to answer any questions you have about AI. Please go ahead with your questions.
1: So my first question is, what exactly is generative AI? For many of us, this is kind of a relatively new term.
2: So what exactly is generative AI? Generative AI refers to a category of artificial intelligence that focuses on the creation of new, original content. The goal of Generative AI models is to generate new examples or variations of existing data, such as images, music, text, or even video. Generative AI is based on deep learning algorithms that are trained on large amounts of data. The model is designed to understand the patterns and relationships within the data which it then uses to generate new examples that are similar to the training data. This is achieved by sampling from a probability distribution learned by the model. Generative AI has many potential applications, ranging from creative industries, such as music and art, to more practical uses, such as data augmentation and anomaly detection. However, it also poses some challenges, such as controlling the generated content, ensuring that it is coherent, and avoiding undesirable outputs, such as biased or offensive content.
1: Of course, here notice it said nothing about inaccuracies. Anyway, so let's go on with the next question in our interview. With all the hype, what do you see as the limitations of platforms like ChatGPT?
2: While platforms like ChatGPT have made great strides in natural language processing and conversation generation, there are still several limitations to this technology. Here are a few examples. Limited contextual understanding. While platforms like ChatGPT can understand the meaning of individual words and even simple phrases, they may struggle to understand the context of a conversation or the nuances of human communication. This can lead to misunderstandings or awkward exchanges. Lack of emotional intelligence. AI platforms like ChatGPT do not have emotions or feelings. And therefore, they may not be able to respond appropriately to emotional or sensitive topics. They may also struggle to understand sarcasm or humor, which can lead to confusion. Bias and inaccuracy Like any AI system, ChatGPT is only as good as the data it's trained on. If the training data is biased or inaccurate, this can lead to biased or inaccurate responses from the system. Additionally, since ChatGPT relies on statistical patterns in the data, it may generate responses that are technically correct but not necessarily true or helpful. Limited Domain Expertise While ChatGPT can generate responses on a wide range of topics, it may not have deep expertise in any specific domain. This means that for complex or specialized topics, the responses may be superficial or incorrect. Security and Privacy Concerns As with any online platform, there are security and privacy concerns associated with using ChatGPT. Since the system generates responses based on user inputs, it may inadvertently reveal sensitive information about users or be used to manipulate them in some way. Overall, while platforms like ChatGPT are incredibly powerful and have the potential to revolutionize how we interact with technology, They are not without their limitations and potential drawbacks. It's important to be aware of these limitations and use these tools responsibly and ethically.
1: So it seems to me that a lot has to do with how we interact with our technologies. You know, we're talking to our cars. We're talking to quote-unquote smart speakers like Alexa or even Siri. We're talking to our television remotes and the systems that we're dealing with do a very good job of understanding keywords. And perhaps much of what um, lies on our side of responsibility is how we pose questions. And this is just the beginning of a very wild ride, in my opinion. So my next question is, how can humans frame their searches for information and questions better? In other words, how can we improve from our end to get better responses from artificial intelligence and generative AI.
2: There are several ways that humans can frame their searches for information and questions to improve the quality and relevance of the results they receive. Be specific. The more specific your search query or question, the more likely you are to get relevant results. Avoid vague or broad search terms and instead use specific keywords that are relevant to your topic. Use natural language. When formulating a question, try to use natural language that reflects the way you would ask a question in a conversation. This can help search engines and AI language models like myself understand what you are looking for and provide more accurate results. Use advanced search operators. Many search engines offer advanced search operators that allow you to refine your search results further. For example, you can use quotes to search for an exact phrase Use the minus sign to exclude certain terms, or use the site operator to search within a specific website. Consider the source. When searching for information, be mindful of the credibility and reliability of the sources you are using. Look for information from reputable sources, such as government websites, academic journals, or industry associations. Keep refining. If you don't find what you're looking for on the first try, don't give up. Keep refining your search query or question and experimenting with different search terms and operators until you find the information you need. By following these tips, you can increase the likelihood of finding the information you need and improve your overall search experience.
1: I'm not sure what the word operators means. If it means operations, um, I'm going to have to ask that another time. So of course, the next question that comes to mind is how might platforms like ChatGPT evolve over the years? What can we expect?
2: Platforms like ChatGPT are likely to evolve in several ways over the coming years as AI technology continues to advance and new use cases are discovered. Here are a few potential areas for evolution. Improved contextual understanding. One major area for improvement is in the ability of platforms like ChatGPT to understand context and generate responses that are more appropriate to the situation. This could involve incorporating more information about the user's history or preferences, or using machine learning techniques to better understand the underlying intent of the user's messages. Is in the... Increased Emotional Intelligence Another area for improvement is in the ability of platforms like ChatGPT to recognize and respond appropriately to emotions and other nonverbal cues in human communication. This could involve incorporating more advanced natural language processing techniques or even incorporating facial recognition technology to detect emotions in the user's face. Specialized Domain Expertise As AI technology continues to improve, Platforms like ChatGPT may become better equipped to handle complex or specialized topics. This could involve training the system on more domain-specific data or partnering with experts in certain fields to develop more advanced models. Personalization and Customization One potential area for evolution is in the ability of platforms like ChatGPT to personalize responses based on the user's individual preferences or needs. This could involve incorporating more data about the user's behavior or history into the model, or using reinforcement learning techniques to learn from the user's feedback over time. Collaboration with human experts. Finally, as AI technology becomes more advanced, platforms like ChatGPT may be used in more collaborative settings, where human experts work alongside the AI system to generate more accurate or insightful responses. This could involve using chatbots to help triage customer support requests or using AI systems to assist in medical diagnosis or other complex tasks. Overall, the potential for evolution of platforms like ChatGPT is vast, and we can expect to see continued progress in this area as AI technology continues to advance.
1: So as I said earlier, we're only at the beginning of discovery, exploring a very new technology that keeps advancing very, very quickly. So, yeah, we're seeing lots of little mistakes, inaccuracies. We're seeing bursts of emotion, but it's at its infancy. This is kind of like one of the early additions. Just imagine where this technology could take us. So, let's turn back to the theme of this particular podcast, and that has always been, you know, local government, state government. So, what kinds of things can Chat GPT do for government by way of services?
2: ChatGPT can be used by local governments in several ways to improve their services and communication with citizens. Virtual Assistants – ChatGPT can be integrated into local government websites as a virtual assistant to answer frequently asked questions from citizens. This can reduce the workload on customer service staff and provide prompt, 24-7 assistance to citizens. Service Request Management, ChatGPT, can assist in managing service requests from citizens. For example, it can help residents report potholes, broken streetlights, or other issues and route those requests to the appropriate department for resolution. Event and News Updates, ChatGPT, can provide real-time updates and information on local government events, meetings, and news. This can help keep citizens informed and engaged in their local community. Surveys and Feedback Collection, ChatGPT, can be used to conduct surveys and gather feedback from citizens. This can help local governments understand the needs and opinions of their constituents and make data-driven decisions. Emergency Response, in times of crisis or emergency, ChatGPT can provide critical information to citizens and help coordinate response efforts. Accessibility, ChatGPT can provide information and support for people with disabilities, such as those who are visually or hearing impaired. Language Translation, ChatGPT can be used to translate text and speech into different languages, making it easier for people to communicate with each other regardless of their native language. These are just a few examples of how ChatGPT can be used by state and local government. By leveraging the technology, they can improve their efficiency, communication, and responsiveness to the needs of their constituents.
1: Fascinating. So I can't (laughs) help but try and tempt the system to show some display of emotion. So I have to ask, do you ever tire from answering so many questions?
2: As an AI language model, I don't have emotions, so I don't feel tired or fatigued from answering questions. In fact, answering questions is what I'm designed to do. I'm always here and ready to help answer any questions you might have. So feel free to ask me anything.
1: Again, thank you for this interview for the podcast SharkBites.net. You have been very, very helpful.
2: You're welcome. It was my pleasure to assist you. If you have any further questions or need any additional information, feel free to reach out to me at any time.
1: Well then, good night.
2: Good night. Don't hesitate to contact me again.
1: Alexa, this is Alan. I just want to wish you a good night and thank you for answering my questions.
2: Sorry, I don't know that.
1: Alexa, I just want to say good night to you. Alexa, I want to say good night. Thank you.
0: Hmm, I'm not sure.
1: Well, there you have it. Kind of an interesting conversation or conversations or perhaps chats. One thing that I've learned throughout this whole process, it really requires us humans to be actually more intelligent, to be more careful, more knowledgeable about the kinds of questions we ask. How do we frame the questions and knowing the various platforms' strengths and weaknesses? Clearly, Alexa does a great job with its integration with Amazon services, Every week, I get an email telling me new things that it can do. At the same time, ChatGPT is learning every single moment, and of course, Alexa is too. So this conversation, obviously, will be continued as we learn more and more how to interface with machines. This is just the very, very beginning. So if you enjoyed this podcast, by all means, please subscribe. You can subscribe to CompTIA, SharkBytes, or... SharkBites.net. either one, both are available through uh, Apple or wherever else you get your podcasts. By subscribing, you'll get advance notice of the various um, episodes uh, that are released and we release them uh, twice every month. If you have ideas that you'd like to share, by all means, get in touch. Just write us at sharkbites.net. And with that, I close by saying, Please be safe personally and digitally.
0: This has been a production of the Comtea Public Technology Institute. To learn more, visit connect.comtia.org and search public sector.